To our lovely listeners, this episode might contain rape or graphic violence. Thank you for listening and continue on to the episode. Hey, I'm Michelle. Hey, I'm Leslie. And today is the second episode of season two. Again, we're doing true crime unsolved. Very cool stuff. So, okay. So last week's episode was Leslie's pick, Setagaya Murders. Very interesting, unsolved. So this week is another unsolved. Well, I don't, okay, honestly, I already know kind of who did it, but technically is unsolved. So again, I'm telling this uh, case to Leslie. She hasn't heard it. So let's get into it. Okay. I think you know this. Okay, so this is the death of John Benet Ramsey. Have you heard of this? I don't think so. No. Okay, it's fine. It's fine. Okay, so I'm going to tell you. Let's get into it. Okay. In the early morning hours of December 26, 1996, so a long time ago, John and Patsy Ramsey awoke to find their six year old daughter, John Benet Ramsey, missing from her bed at their home in Boulder, Colorado. Colorado. Patsy and John had woken up early to prepare for a trip when Patsy discovered a ransom note on the stairs demanding, um, how do you say this number? (laughs) 118,000? $118,000 for their daughter's safe return. What? Despite the notes warning not to call police, they're always like that. They're like, don't call police or like. You know when you have to, like, leave stuff, like, at a street for them to pick it up? They're like, oh, be by yourself. Like, everybody knows they're always going to be with somebody. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it it doesn't work. Patsy immediately called them. <laughs> yeah. As well, so Patsy's a mom. As well as um, her friends and family in order to aid for the search for John Benet Ramsey. So, a little suspicious, mm-hmm. you know? I don't know. I just, I feel like... I would call the police, but I feel like the best thing is to try to keep everybody out. Mm-hmm. You don't want everybody to be touching stuff, like... Yeah. No. But, okay, whatever. Okay. So she called everybody, her friends and families, to try to find her. Police arrived at 5.55 a.m. And find no found no signals of forced entry, but did not search the basement. So, remember, that's kind of important. This is where the body will be find found later. So, before John Bonnet's body was found, there was many investigative mistakes made, okay? So, only John Bonnet's room was cornered off. So, friends and family were, like, in the rest of the house. Are you serious? <laughs> and they were picking up stuff, touching stuff. Oh, sorry. <laughs> the Boulder Police Department also shared evidence they found with the Ramses and delayed conducting their inform- informal interviews with the parents. So they were just sharing stuff like, okay, we found this so far. But I feel like I feel like you should share stuff to a point. Because at this point, everybody's a suspect. Mm-hmm. You can't be like, okay, yeah, the curler went there, there, and then you're like, okay, so I need to cover this mm-hmm. things, if you did it, you know? Yeah, most of the time, it's like the people that are closest to you that are sometimes the people who do these kind of things so 
Mm-hmm. For real, I read a statistics that said that you're like most, um, like it's most probable that somebody you know is gonna kill you rather than a stranger. Yeah. So, really makes you think. <laughs> so, anyways, they're sharing stuff. Um, and at eleven, I mean at one p.m., the detectives instructed Mr. Ramsey and a family friend to go around the house to see if anything was amiss. The first. So they sent them alone. <laughs> to, okay. All right, let's go. Let's keep, let's keep going. So the first place they looked was the basement. Wow. Where they found John Bonet's body. John Ramsey immediately picked up his daughter's body and brought her upstairs, which unfortunately destroyed potential evidence by disturbing the crime scene. During the autopsy, it was discovered that John Bonet Ramsey had died from asphyxiation due to strangulation in addition to a skull fracture okay so i read in an article that when like, when he went down to pick her up he was like making the scene he was like oh my god my baby oh my goodness you know like wait as he was going down no because he basement? he went down because when they were like okay go search the house they went well i guess he's just leading the friend around so they went down to the basement and when he got to the basin, he, like, made the scene. Okay, guys, uh, to the listeners, I'm not saying that he did it, but this is just what I'm thinking. I think he did it. You can make your own conclusions. But anyways, he was like, oh, my goodness, my baby, whatever, whatever. He picked her up, went upstairs. Her mouth had been covered in duct tape, and her wrist and neck were wrapped in a white cord. Her torso had been covered in a white blanket. There was no conclusive evidence of rape as there was no semen as no semen was found on the body and her vagina appeared to have been wiped clean although a sexual assault had occurred. Uh, the makeshift garret uh, was made using a length of cord and a part of a paintbrush from the basement. So this is you know kind of like items found in the house. The coroner also found uh, what was believed to be pineapple in her stomach. Because later in autopsy, you know, they checked whatever, so she had pineapple. Her parents do not remember giving her any um, the night before she died. But there was a bowl of pineapple in the kitchen, which had her nine-year-old brother Burke's fingerprints on it. However, this meant little since time cannot be attributed to fingerprints. So they found pineapple the parents were like okay we never gave her pineapple there's a bowl of pineapples in the kitchen with the the brother's fingertips um on it so the brother's older than her i don't remember how many years old but he's older than her whatever but they were like we don't know how old this bowl is because you know you can't really figure out time with the fingerprints but anyways it, it was there in the house um so the ramses maintained burke was in his room all night asleep and there was no, and there was never any physical evidence to reflect otherwise. There were two popular theories in the Ramsey case, the family theory and the intruder theory. So the initial investigation focused on the Ramsey family for like a lot of reasons. The police felt that the Ramsey note was staged as it was unusually wrong, unusually long. Cause that makes sense. If you're going to make a Ramsey note, you're not going to be like, Dearest Ramsey family. Yeah, you're not going to go in depth. 
<laughs> you're just gonna be like okay need this money for your daughter leave it whatever or what. i don't know yeah i've never made one have you no <laughs> okay and so they thought it was pretty long written using a pen and paper from the ramsey house and demanded almost the exact amounts of money that john had received as a bonus earlier that year okay suspicious additionally the ramses were reluctant to cooperate with police though they later said that it was because they feared the police would not conduct a full investigation and target them as easy suspects okay but that's not even okay i kind of understand it but i'm like you're not gonna cooperate to find your daughter because it's understandable you're gonna be like okay if they are like really in a rush to find a suspect you know they might target us because you know we're the closest people around Mm -hmm. but not cooperate i don't know um however all three members of the media family were questioned by investigators and submitting handwriting samples to compare to the ransom letter both john and burke were cleared of any suspicion of writing the notes Although much was made that Patsy could not be conclusively cleared by her handwriting samples, the analysis was not further supported by any other evidence. So, okay, John and the and the brother were like clear, like it wasn't her. For the mom, it was not conclusive, you know. Mm-hmm. So, but anyways, it was like kind of thrown out. So, despite a larger pool of suspects, the media immediately focused on John Bonet's parents and they spent years under the harsh limelight of the public eye. In 1999, a Colorado grand jury voted to indict the Ramses on child endangerment and obstruction of a murder investigation. However, the prosecutor felt that the evidence did not meet a, the beyond a reasonable doubt standard and, declare, and declined to prosecute. So basically... They were like, the jury was like, okay, so the Ramses put the child in danger, and they obstructed the murder investigation, but the prosecutor was like, okay, yeah, but it's not like beyond reasonable doubt. You can't be like 100% sure that this is actually what happened. Mm-hmm. So they just left it. Uh, John Bonet's parents were never officially named as suspects to the murder. Alterna- alternatively, <laughs> the intruder theory had lots of physical evidence to support it. So, there is a boot print found next to John Bonet's body, which did not belong to anybody in the family. There was also a broken window in the basement, which was believed to be the most likely point of entry of an intruder. Additionally, there was DNA from drops of blood from an unknown male found on her underwear the floors in the ramsey home were heavily carpeted making it possible for an intruder to have carried john bunny's downstairs without waking the family okay you know it kind of muffles the sound one of the most famous suspects was john carr he was arrested in 2006 when he confessed to killing john bunny by accident after he had drugged and sexually assaulted her Carr was eventually dismissed as a suspect after it was revealed that no drugs had been found in John Bonet's system. Police could not confirm he was in Boulder at that time, and his DNA did not match the profile generated from the samples found. 
So much of the recent investigation in this case revolves around the DNA profiles developed from the samples found in her underwear and the touch DNA later developed from her long johns. I don't know what that is. Long johns. Anyways, the profile from her underwear was entered into the CODIS, the National DNA Database, in 2003, but no matches had been identified. In 2006, Boulder District Attorney Mary Lucy took over the case. She agreed with the federal prosecutor that the intruder theory was more plausible than the Ramseys killing her daughter, their daughter. After Lacey's lead investigators, after under Lacey's lead, investigators developed a DNA profile from touch DNA, DNA left behind by skin cells on her long johns. I keep seeing this. I don't know what that is. I should have researched it before. In 2008, Lacey released a statement detailing the DNA evidence and fully exonerating the Ramsey family, saying in part, the Boulder District Attorney Office does not consider any member of the Ramsey family, including John, Patsy, or Burke Ramsey, as suspects in this case. We make this announcement now because we have recently obtained a new scientific evidence that adds scientifically, significantly, significantly to the exculpatory value of the previous scientific evidence. We do so with full appreciation for the other evidence in this case. Local, national, and even international publicity has focused on the murder of John Benet Ramsey. Many members of the public came to believe that one or more of the Ramseys, including her father, her mother, or even her brother, were responsible for this brutal homicide. Alright, so I told you she was found in the basement, tied up, fracture in her skull. So, um, I also read that, it's not in the article, but I thought I would add this, that they were, like, um, checking out her, like, skull and their fracture, and they found out that it was made by a blunt object. And it was made by a flashlight. A flashlight that was found in the kitchen. I don't remember if there were any fingerprints on it, but... I mean, somebody hit her with a flashlight and they left it in the kitchen. So... And also the paper and the pen was part of um, the mother's, like, stationery. Mm -hmm. You know, like, little pens and, like, cute little... I don't know, whatever. But anyways, it was her stuff. Um, and I don't know, it's just weird to use stuff from a person's home to write yeah. around. I don't know. I feel like if you're in a rush because you, you're taking somebody's child, you wouldn't, mm-hmm. you know, take some, I think you would just come prepared with it. Yeah. I feel like when they do these type of things, they come prepared and they bring their own stuff. Yeah. Whatever. Mm-hmm. They yeah. bring the ransom note. I don't think they would do it right there. And then, <laughs> so. Yeah. Really mm-hmm. weird really weird so um where is it these suspicions you know that there were suspects of ramses were not based on evidence that had been tested in court rather they were uh, based on evident evidence reported by the media in 2010 the case was officially reopened with renewed focus on the dna samples further testing has been conducted on the samples and experts now believe that the sample is actually from two individuals rather than one. In 2006, it was announced that the DNA would be sent to the Colorado Bureau of Investigation to be tested using more modern methods. 
and authorities hope to develop an even stronger DNA profile for the killer. In 2016, CBS aired the case of John Benet Ramsey, which implied um, that her nine-year-old brother Burke was the killer, despite the fact he was clear cleared by the DNA evidence that proved the existence of an intruder. So Burke filed a $7,750 million lawsuit against CBS for defamation. And the case uh, was settled in 2019, and while the terms of settlement were not disclosed, the lawyer stated the case was amicably re resolved to the satisfaction of all parties. So this case is still open and remains unsolved. So, okay, I'm going to tell you my theory. I'll tell you my theory. So I think, because I've heard a, a bunch of podcasts and YouTube videos, and like I'm like, okay. So this is what I think is what happened. Um, I feel like as being older, um, you know, I'm the oldest of my cousins and you're the oldest from your sisters. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you like little ones get annoying. You're like, okay, stop. You know, they were eating like pineapple, I guess. Right. Cause there was pineapple. So I heard a theory that, you know, um, the little kid was eating pineapple and she wanted some too or whatever. And he got mad and like smacked her with the, um, with the what's it called the flashlight and i don't think he did it on to purpose like to kill her mm. but like you know you're just like you're angry just smack him they're little kids and you know once he like found out that he was like oh she's not waking up she's really sleeping <laughs> oh sorry then the the parents were like oh gosh we gotta cover this before he gets in trouble you know what i mean mm. and they set it up because other things they were doing you know they were like walking around touching stuff they didn't really want to like cooperate mm -hmm. um the dad was like oh I, I guess we'll go into the basement oh my god we found her mm -hmm. it's many things and i'm like uh this feels a little staged to me yeah. um so yeah and she was um she was mad for pretty have you seen the picture of her here it is Aww. and what's it called she was in a lot of like patterns you know to when if you're pretty or whatever i wouldn't know anything about that <laughs> um and there was like um it was never like settled like that her dad sexually assaulted her but it's like never out of the realm of possibility unfortunately yeah. but yeah i don't think the intruder one is real i think they just must have broken the window to be like oh yeah a point of entry um the boot prints was weird though but i'm thinking because everybody was walking around the house yeah. somebody must have gone down there because yeah so yeah what do you think yeah it seems staged to mm -hmm. me and like you said everything that they found was from the house so it had to be somebody that was in the house mm -hmm. so yeah i don't believe the intruder one either yeah, yeah. i yeah. think the whole family was in on it because Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think yeah, I think it was just like just a cover up basically. Mm -hmm. So here I'm gonna show you like the ransom notes. It's a bit lengthy. It has a it's separated into paragraphs. You can see the indents in the paragraphs. <laughs> they messed up right there. Yeah, they think they messed up right there. Um they really oh wow. 
okay they really went into it they're like okay this ramson note is gonna get an a plus because wow this is i don't know also it was put in the kitchen staircase it was put in the kitchen staircase girl what i don't know it doesn't make sense there's a lot of things that don't make sense i think the parents did it but again listeners if you really want to find out or like you know make your own conclusions mm-hmm. is a john benet ramsey case i'll spell it out for you if you guys want j-o-n-b-e-n-e-t-r-a-m-s-e-y john benet ramsey very sad case though she had a life ahead of her yeah. um and she's mad pretty too what's it called but yeah um this cbs i don't know i don't remember if it was like um was it like a a movie or something but anyways i've seen it online and i might just watch it though because it looks interesting but there's a lot of videos on it on the internet a lot of theories if you go on reddit girl it's just it just keeps going it just keeps going but i think it was a family i really do think so yeah me too mm-hmm but anyways it's open it's unsolved so yeah guys check it out if you want very interesting um so yeah that's it for me good case yeah so thank you for listening guys see you next week bye if you want to send any recommendations for future episodes you can hit us up on our email wiredworld.podcast.com at gmail.com or you can send us a DM through Instagram at wiredworld underscore. Thank you for listening. Bye.